Welcome, and thank you for joining me on Graceful Exposure. This podcast is about exposing God's grace through every season of our life. I'm your host, Denisha Patterson, and my hope is that you can allow God's grace to flood your heart wherever you are today. Grab a cup of coffee and settle in your favorite spot. You deserve it. I hope you're encouraged by what you hear today. From Grief to Grace, written by Denisha Carme, published by Zulon Press. Chapter 7, Road to Recovery, Finding Grace Right Where I Am. After years spent grieving and ignoring my problems, I went back to the cemetery and said my final goodbye. Everything was out in the open, and I purposed in my heart to not just acknowledge my issues, but put in the hard work to fix them. I promised myself that day that no matter what, my life would not end unhappily. I remember watching the sun peek out from the clouds, and I knew then that I was in control of my story. The sunshine was God's subtle nudge at my heart encouraging me to trust him. Oh, how foreign trust was to me, but I was willing to try. Anything was better than the clouds of sorrow the enemy was leading me to. I could make the choice to fight my family tree and what was expected of me, or I could concede and become another branch taken over by sin. The choice to live loved and in God's will, was mine alone. I could change my path. I could have more. And God wanted me to come to Him for healing. I had a choice to walk in righteousness, an imperfect path of restoration with God. Or I could choose anguish and torment with the enemy. It didn't take long for me to realize that I wanted the sunshine. Everything is perfect in God's timing. You see, three months prior to losing my brother, I walked fearlessly into a relationship with the man I now call husband. I knew so quickly that I would spend forever with him. Had I not been surrounded by his crazy love for the church and God, Maybe I wouldn't have been brave enough to take a leap in faith. I completely immersed myself in my local church. The nagging pain was still there, and I spent some days choking on my grief. But I pushed and fought my way forward. I knew I was holding on to a promise, and if I would wait and be patient on the potter's wheel as it was molding me, Soon I could find peace in my storm. The molding and being worked over, that hurt. But the end product would be a beautiful design crafted by Jesus. Can I tell you a secret? You can make it. You are enough. Take your journey one day at a time, 
And when you stumble, don't give up. Take a breath and redirect. It's not about how fast you finish. It's about getting to the finish line. When you feel hopeless, look inside and remember you are a warrior. Be brave and have courage. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We have no reason to fear when we have God on our side. If you reach deep, I mean really dig to the depths of your soul, you will find there is strength. And your key to activating that strength is you get up, you fight. At first, you may feel numb and possibly empty, but the more you work, the more you see that you can do it. Too often we allow negative voices to validate our insecurities of not being enough. Stop that right now. That is not at all what God desires for your life. He wants to see you smile more and enjoy the beautiful opportunities that are anxiously awaiting you. Remember, day by day, step by step, you will conquer. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Psalms 46 and 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. Sometimes when we just stand still, the grace of God finds us. That has to be the hardest part of our journey, being still. Giving complete control means we are no longer calling the shots. Instead, we are trusting God to be our guide the captain of our ship. I love the water. It's where I feel perfect peace and the grandeur of God's design. The waves bow to the storm, yet they are flexible enough to regain composure and carry on preparing for the next surge. So here's my question once again. How badly do you want it? How badly do you want your life to change? Have you hit rock bottom? Trust me, you will know if you haven't already. And when you do, hopefully it's not comfortable. You can't improve your circumstances if you aren't willing to work hard. It's not a magic pill you can take where you wake up and a grand life full of glitter and sparkle awaits. When we constantly complain about our circumstances, and we are crying out for help, yet we shoot down every solution offered, well, then you don't want it badly enough. It's just like wanting to advance in ministry. We only want it if it requires zero sacrifice and minimal change on our part. Sometimes 
Our problems don't require a solution. We just need a dose of maturity to outgrow them. I once heard someone say, people want progress without change. The issue with that is they go hand in hand. Progress can't happen without change. It might be uncomfortable and have an out-of-your-box mentality, but if you want more, you have to change. Are you truly ready for the life you deserve? You know, the beautiful life that God has designed for you. He's waiting for you to welcome him in so that he can mold you like a piece of clay. It sometimes hurts as you wait on him to completely fulfill his will in your life. But be patient and don't give up. He wants you to experience happiness and joy. Ella Fitzgerald said, Into every garden a little rain must fall. (laughs) My garden should be luscious and full of every flower under the sun. I know that without my trials and without my grief, I would have never become such a vivid picture of grace. My story was crafted through many years of mixed emotions, false promises, and disappointments. There were several long lost dreams, but through my process, I found purpose and focus. I have vowed not to just myself, but to my brother and father's memory to take this testimony of God's grace and share it everywhere I can. The storms of life come raging. They wreak havoc any and everywhere, affecting all walks of life. We cannot let our circumstances be our downfall. I want my story to say I defeated everything that was meant to destroy me. I want to always remember that God's love never fails and his mercy is new every morning. You were meant for more. Stop believing the lie that you are not enough. I know that holding on to the past and a past full of hurt and rejection will not benefit me. In fact, it will harm or stunt my spiritual, emotional, and physical growth in every way. Bitterness, resentment, and anger are deep-seated emotions that turn into terminal diseases. Forgiveness is our freeing cure. So yes, you guessed it correctly. I chose the road of forgiveness. I forgave my father for everything he did to me. I let go of all the rejection and started seeking God's acceptance instead of acceptance from everyone around me. I forgave my brother for leaving me. I finally gave myself permission to grieve and learned that it didn't make me weak as long as I didn't give it permanent residence. It's okay to cry and it's okay to feel bad.
I learned that I didn't need answers to have closure. You know, even if my dad could have provided me with an explanation of his choices, it wouldn't have been sufficient. I needed him, and he wasn't there. That is a fact. But thank goodness I found a father who could be all that I needed and more. Esther 4 and 14 is one of my favorite scriptures. Perhaps this is the moment for which you have been created. Sometimes in our grieving moments, all we have to hold on to is a promise that we wish will be fulfilled. A promise that will bring hope instead of heartache as we wonder, will this be another broken word or will it actually work in my favor? In those moments, when you are holding on, find confidence in the fact that you are known. You as a person have value and your worth is far greater than you realize. Those moments of darkness can define you. They can shape you and the choice is yours. Will you be crushed or will you conquer? When life gets hard, and you feel like everything is spiraling out of control. You may be walking numb in a constant state of wonderment. Do you hear me, God? Am I worth fighting for? The world around me has forsaken me, but God, are you there? Yes. The answer is yes, he hears you, and you are not alone. Your story may look different than mine. Grief doesn't always equal loss. You can grieve over any number of situations when you find yourself surrounded by darkness and sitting alone curled up in a corner. Remember you are known. I want to encourage someone in this moment, boy, girl, man, woman. I want to encourage you today you have value. You are so much more than you think you are. You are known by a gracious father. You are not obsolete. If you can reach down deep and grasp the fact that you have a heavenly father who is here and holds you in such high esteem, you will make it. The knowledge of God's grace is enough to get you through whatever trial you are facing at this moment. It could be a trial of the heart. It could be a trial of the mind. Or like me, it could be a trial of circumstances beyond your control that someone else masterminded. No matter what the trial is, you hold to the fact that you are known. And friend, you will make it through. All you need is the courage to believe in yourself. Because he already does. And so do I. If I can face all the challenges life has thrown and continues to throw at me, so can you. Believe you are more. Know that you are enough and suit up, my friend. Bringing my story to a close, 
I realized that without the grief, without the trials, without the hurt that became the puzzle pieces of my life, I wouldn't be living the life that I am. I wouldn't be a pastor's wife today. I wouldn't be Michael's wife. I wouldn't be Corbin and Logan's mom. I have learned through so many different disappointments and heartaches that those things, those trials that we go through, those tears that we cry, they shape us and they make us into the men and women of God whom we are designed to be. I may not have received the blessings that I have received in my life had I not gone through the hurt and the pain. I may not have the friends that I have today had I not walked the roads that I have walked. I most certainly wouldn't have a voice of influence in the lives of students and young adults. I am confident that every single choice that I made in my life brought me where I am today. As a young adult, I learned that you can't please everyone. I was struggling just to feel accepted and defined as my own person instead of being prematurely judged based on my father's choices or my brother's decisions. I wanted to be Denisha and just Denisha. That 17-year-old girl was literally drowning in someone else's mistakes. I was being punished for the sins of my household and prevented from moving forward in Christ all because people saw the worst in me. I am thankful to know a God who sees the best in me. Can you say amen to that? I made a choice to walk away from the life I was living in 2003, and that choice was the best and possibly the scariest decision of my life. I left the only church I had ever known, one where I became a lonely, bitter girl. I was raised in a small Pentecostal church where I stood out as the daughter of a homeless drug dealer. I made a choice to redefine who I was and to recreate my reality. I didn't even know that was possible, but step by step, I began believing in myself. Having said that, the decision cost me a great deal. It cost me family, it cost me friends, and it cost me mentors. But in the end, it was well worth it. I saw who truly had my back and my eyes were opened to what it truly meant to be a Christian. See, I thought I knew what it meant to be a godly person, but really I had no clue. Being a Christian is about showing the world God's love. It's about opening our hearts to love people that aren't kind. We as Christians aren't called to judge and hurt others. You will find in life that when you make unpopular decisions, however hard they may be, if God is in the middle of them, you 
cannot fail. I was just a kid, struggling to find my place in the world. Little did I know when I decided to change my life and do what was right for me, I was just days away from walking into the lowest, darkest valley of my life. I was about to be shaken to my core and feel lonelier than I had ever felt before. God knew what he was doing, and he knew exactly where I needed to be to endure the grief that was ahead of me. There was one person, one constant in the transitional time of my life, one who told me that if I would keep my focus on Jesus Christ, I would always make it. That person was my mother. She told me that she would support my decision to make this change in my life as long as I could promise her that I wouldn't walk away from God. I kept my promise. I found a church that loved big and accepted me for who I was. Soon, I noticed growth happening in my spirit. This is where I found my husband, and this is where my healing began. This is where I now serve as the pastor's wife. Can you believe that? A stringy-haired, rejected, cast-aside, stopped-believing Christians were actually Christians kind of girl now gets to call herself a pastor's wife. It can happen to you, too. Don't let anyone tell you that you are going to be worthless. You come from brokenness. Don't you dare accept the lie that you have unworthy DNA coursing through your body. You can be anything you want to be regardless of where you come from. I am proof that that is possible. I recently learned that your gifting is different from your calling. My entire life, I was gifted and talented in music, and I assumed that God wanted me serving in that capacity. I began praying and seeking him because after five years leading a music program, I was still broken, lost, and hungry for more. One Sunday, I was really crying out to God and a minister came to me and said, write the book. So here I am, two years later, finishing what God has called me to do, write. At the same time, we had a young man move to Georgia and take over our music department. I'm telling you, God never fails us, and he always honors your sacrifice. I spend my time writing and speaking now. It's what God has called me to do. All the moments of grief up to this point have shaped me into who I am today. It's not about me and what I am doing, but what God has done through me and how he has made all my imperfections work. He has blessed me beyond measure and turned all my grieving moments into a graceful masterpiece. I never had to go out in search of grace. It was here all along. God's grace has been present in every single phase of grief, and I always knew just how to find it.
God is always working on me, and for that I am thankful. Be patient and learn to show yourself grace. Because if I've learned anything, it's that healing doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, and small progress is great progress. When God strips us of all the things that make us feel safe and secure, he gives us a story far better than we could have written for ourselves. Grace is, after all, an exercise of love and kindness. God shows each of us a measure of grace, and we too must extend that to each other. You and I truly can't go wrong walking in grace, love, and kindness. 1 Corinthians 13 and 8 tells us that love never fails. Grace always wins. Well, friends, we've come to an end. I've read all seven chapters of From Grief to Grace. I really hope that you have gained some inspiration and maybe found a little hope in the middle of your storm through hearing my own personal story. It has been my pleasure. Sharing my story did not come easy. I knew it was a God thing when I prayed and prayed for years for God to show me some way that I could inspire hope in other people, other girls who lived a life in the shadows much like I did. And I've come to an emotional end of this platform where I've been able to share with young girls. My husband and I are moving on to what's next and it's not always easy to change what you're comfortable with. But we trust God and we know that God is going to open the doors that we need opened and close the ones that we need closed. Much like he removes people from our lives and job situations and we just we move to different seasons through our walk with him and as we trust him we begin to grow and bloom right where he has us i am in a growing season in 2018 i finished my book the written portion of it 2019 i was able to publish it and actually share it then came 2020 And I had so many plans for my book in 2020. I wanted to travel. I wanted to go to conferences and share it with women and inspire girls to reach for more and not to give up. I've had to really get creative. And as someone who is not creative, it has been a challenge and a time when it would have been easy to just give up would have been easy to say you know what God I tried I gave it a good round and this is it but I knew God wanted more not just 
for my book, From Grief to Grace, but for each of you who I am so blessed to have listening. So what is next for Denisha Carme, author of From Grief to Grace? I'll tell you, and I'm excited to tell you. I finished recording the audiobook through podcast, and every single Tuesday, I plan to bring you a fresh podcast all about learning to live in grace, learning to accept God's grace fully in your life each and every day through each and every circumstance. My very first podcast, I am going to lay out for you what I am working on. So I'm super excited to bring that to you. I am working on a fresh project currently. It has taken a lot longer than normal because of COVID-19 and this pandemic that we found ourselves in. But do you know what? I've been inspired through this pandemic. It has stretched me and allowed me to grow and keep sharing and keep encouraging and inspiring not just other people, but myself to dream more, to do more, and to believe that there is power in every bit of my story. Not just my story, but your story. You have a story to tell. So let the world hear your voice. Thank you so much for joining me. I am happy to know you and become your friend. And I cannot wait to share with you this coming Tuesday. Stay tuned.